All right, before I get to my next guest, Tom Patrick, I want to give a shout out to our friends at the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. <clears throat> now, folks, if you haven't hit Ben Hogan iron since maybe the 80s or the 90s, do yourself a favor and get a demo iron of their Fort Worth PTX Pro or Edge irons and go out on the range and compare it to whatever it is you've got. All Ben Hogan woods, irons, and wedges are handcrafted one at a time in their Fort Worth, Texas factory. So no mass production, no shortcuts. Now you can order custom-made woods, irons, wedges, and hybrids by going online to BenHoganGolf.com, and they're going to build those clubs to your specifications and, best of all, charge you a fraction of the typical retail price. Check out their complete line of great golf equipment. Again, golf equipment, bags, accessories, all of that available now online at BenHoganGolf.com. This segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at Two Under, Men's Performance Briefs, the unofficial underwear of the PGA Tour. Worn by PGA Tour players like Ricky Fowler, David Toms, Jerry Kelly, William McGirt, Jason Kokrak, and Matt Everett, to name just a few. Your buddies are going to think you're a stud if they're even seeing you in your underwear, and that's a whole nother story. And your girlfriend and or wife is going to love the side effects, a visually enhanced profile. The Joey Pouch technology provides the ultimate male asset management. It separates a man's most valuable assets from bodily contact to reduce unwanted skin-on-skin contact providing less chafing, more control, and an altogether more luxurious feel. Start every round two under by wearing the coolest performance briefs on the market and use coupon code ONTHET20 to save 20% off your order at twounder.com. And that's the number two, UNDR.com. All right, now back with me here on the French Resort Guest Line is our resident director of instruction, Tom Patry. Tom is a Golf Tips Magazine Top 25 instructor. Just like my last guest, Gail Graham, he's down in Naples, Florida now for his winter residency. You can find him in Esplanade Golf and Country Club. So check out his website, TomPatry.com. Look at all the great videos and golf instruction he's got on there. Subscribe to his newsletter, which you can also do on there. Tom is also a member of the Titleist Leadership Advisory Board, so doing great stuff with that brand. And it's always a privilege to be able to welcome him back on the show. Hey, TP, how are you? Tristy boy, what's happening, my man? How <laughs> uh, much? How you doing, TP? How's life down in uh, in what you call paradise in Naples? It, it is it is paradise. I'm so happy to be home, Chris. Uh, it's great. We're off to a great start. I was so happy that Gail was on tonight, uh, and and just to echo your sentiments, um, you know, she talked about being on the lesson tee with me and learning from me. But you know, you, you get on a lesson tee alongside somebody who. Who won an Australian Masters? Who you know who played on tour for you know probably I think about fifteen or sixteen years. You know, won multiple times. Um, she says things that come out of her mouth, and she doesn't even know half the time what she's saying and how how much weight it carries, just based on all that experience. Um, she really doesn't. You know, she talked about me getting more technical with gadgets. I don't really feel like I'm getting more technical. I feel like I'm playing catch up sometimes, but. Um, as long as we teach this game every day, we should learn something. And, and, and she talked about learning things from me, but she doesn't realize with me, with her students, with people that she talks to casually at the club, um, when she answers a golf question, it's coming from a, a great encyclopedia of knowledge based on just pure experience. So, um, it's been fun being back. I, I, I miss being around her all, all summer. Um, so it's great catching up. Uh, she does a heck of a job with her, with her, with her students. She, uh, she's so damn passionate. 
uh, and she and she really has embraced teaching and coaching, which you know not not every player can do that. You know, walk away from a playing career and dive into a teaching uh, teaching career and be good at it. She's become very good at it. Um, so that's been fun being back around her. But Naples is just you know, Chris, it's just a wonderful place. The weather's great. It, it's a great town. The beaches are wonderful. Uh, you know, it's got kind of a Midwest vibe. The people are pretty laid back. It's it's not quite the hustle and bustle of the East Coast. Uh, yeah, can you tell I'm happy to be home? <laughs> I mean, I'm really happy to be home. Yeah, yeah. I should be so, at the Tom, Chamber of Commerce, shouldn't I? <laughs> Indeed. Tom, I know with your return to Florida, and I know what a big fan of Bermuda Greens you are. So, for people coming to Florida for the winter, they might be used to bent grass greens. How can we make the adjustment to Bermuda greens? You know, you know, Chris. Uh, before I knock Bermuda greens, let me let me tell you how far they've come. I mean, the, the putting surfaces that I putted on, for example, in college a hundred years ago, were were really, really, really super grainy. Um, they were almost thatchy, if you will, uh, and they really were not fun to putt on at all. But now with so many hybrid strains of past palm and and celebration and so many other strands strains of view they really perfected it and and when you're at a club that's really maintained really well um and and the superintendent's got a little bit of talent, it's not really quite as different as it used to be, although you know listen, it's not Ben Crass, don't get me wrong, it's not Ben Crass, but you know i i played uh I played around the golf recently at a place in town here called old florida and and the superintendent there is is very very talented and and I got to tell you, they rolled just as good as any bent grass I've ever been on in my life. Um, so that is possible now in Florida. Now, that's a very high-end club, and they've got a nice budget, and they do a heck of a job there, and they don't have a lot of traffic there in comparison to some places. But in those situations, in those conditions, some of these hybrid grasses are really terrific. The main thing here is uh, there is grain. There is more grain than you, than you see that, you know, on high-end on high end bent that's really maintained in verticut and 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 cut at very low heights and rolled, not much grain. You can get the grain out of the bent pretty quickly. Uh there always gonna is gonna be some degree of, of grain down here. It's a different type of grass and different strand of blade of grass. Um you have to know where west is, the setting sun or large bodies of water. Grain will tend tend generally grow in those directions. So whenever I go to the first tee depending on where I'm playing, I want to know where west is. I want to know where the setting sun is going, obviously. I want to know if there's any large bodies of water on the Gulf Coast or if we're close, close to the coastline. I certainly want to know either where the Gulf of Mexico on the west coast or the Atlantic is on the east coast. So those are things I look for right away because that's not that it's a perfect scenario, but that's a pretty strong possibility. Tom, switching gears a little bit, and – one of the things that uh, that I struggle with is you know, when you when you start getting into the scoring irons, you know, seven iron, eight iron, nine iron, pitching wedge, you know, t- take me through this setup because I think there's a lot of things out there with how we're setting up for those scoring irons. So, ball in in our stance, where should that be? Where are my hands in relation to the ball at setup? Should I be taking a full swing? Should I be doing a, a little, you know, a three-quarter swing and using a little more club? There's a lot of information out there. What's the misinformation, and what should we be doing with that sort of iron in our hand? Yeah, that, that's a great, Chris. That's a great question. I mean, somebody must be feeding these these questions, Chris. You're not that smart normally. This is really good. This is good. Oh stuff. my. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I'm gonna, I'm, and we're gonna, we're gonna get to the Yankees and the Red Sox in just a little while. Oh, um, here we go. Buckle <laughs> yeah, up. Here we go. So that that really is a great question, seriously. And I think if more people embrace this answer, more people would show, shoot really much lower scores. I don't hit, and I, I was taught this. I was not smart enough myself to figure this out by myself, but I was taught that from about 150 yards in, that good players didn't really hit very many full shots. You know, if you turn on CBS on Sunday afternoon, you hear things like a uh, three-quarter eight-iron, he gripped down on a seven-iron, he hit a you know, little punch nine-iron, he had the ball back with his wedge a little bit more. You hear things like that all the time. Yet, these players hit very explosive long shots with their longer clubs, but they get down to, you know, inside the 150 marker, or probably in, nowadays inside the 170 marker with the distances they're hitting it, and they generally grip down on the club a little bit, they might have moved the ball back in their stance a little bit. They, they changed the size of their golf swing both back and through in a very symmetrical manner. And they're really controlling the blade of the club through the impact area a lot better. And they're flighting the ball down. I see so many people come down to Florida during the winter and hit the ball straight up in the air like they're playing in, you know, in Ohio or northern New York or Canada or Wisconsin, wherever they're from. And we have this thing in Florida that happens a lot. It's called wind. And they send the ball up into that condition, and consequently, they don't have very many greens in regulation. I guess my influence came from the fact that I grew up on the east end of Long Island in New York, out towards Shinnecock Hills, where it's pretty breezy out there during the summer. And then my college golf was in Florida, so most of my golf was played in windy conditions. So I guess that I morphed into that just out of pure necessity. Um but if more people would learn how to control the flight of their golf ball, and I mean their trajectory with their scoring irons by doing things I just mentioned, I think they'd, they'd hit a lot more greens and regulation and, and have the ball a lot closer to the hole. And TP, I, I want to talk about finish and, and, and posture because I still have that sort of reverse C finish. How can I do a better job of finishing more perpendicular to the ground with my weight on my on my left foot with our front foot and make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm saving my back and I'm actually getting a nice weight shift through the golf ball. Well, Chris, I think you have to understand, first of all, there are two tilts in golf to tilt forward towards the golf ball. You bending from the waist forward from, from your, from your pelvic region. And then also there's a little slight tilt of your spine to the right. Uh, and the only reason that you're tilting slightly to the right basically is because if you put two hands on the golf club, and two arms are the same length, and your right arms, your right hand's on the club lower than your left hand, consequently your right shoulder is going to be a little lower than your left shoulder. So if you can stay in that posture and rotate through the shot um, and, and finish through the golf shot, by releasing your right side, um, you'll do a better job in posting up over your left leg. So there's a lot of people out there, and, and so even some of my peers, that talk to people a lot about, not using their trail hand for, for a right-hander is a right is their right hand. Um, not using the right hand's bad or evil or no good. The right side of your body is going to help you compress the golf ball. You've got to deliver the right side of your body with a forward-leaning club shaft to compress a golf ball. So I'm I've never told anybody that the right hand wasn't important, that the right side wasn't important. I want you to feel like you're right. You know, when people talk about the belly button first facing the target, I don't really say that to people. I want you to finish left of the target. Feel fully rotated left because that momentum will carry you up into your left side better and get you into that what I call vertical level left or perpendicular condition that you that you just asked me about. 
So I think you've got to release the right side of your body as long as you're releasing it in posture on plane to hit a compressed golf shot. And TP, you recently did a video that people can go out on your Facebook page and check out, and it was about becoming a more creative wedge player. What are some of the things that we should go out on the practice range? And we, you know, you've pounded into my head over the years, short game, short game, short game. And that's a place where we don't spend enough time. But if we go out on the practice range, what are some of the shots that we should be playing around with that can help us become more creative and better wedge players? And that's a, that's a great, another great question, Chris. Um, the, the, the video you're referencing was I was fortunate enough to film uh, recently five video tips at Manchester Lane, which is Titleist's R&D test facility um, in Fairhaven, Massachusetts in the fall. And they're all on my YouTube channel now. And on my, like you said, they're being posted gradually onto my Facebook page and my social media networks at Instagram and, and Twitter. But that that particular video you're discussing, which was called Creative Wedge Play, which is available for free for anybody to go see it, was really a culmination of information and uh, and teachings um, that I was so fortunate enough to be a part of with, with Seve Ballesteros in the 90s when I was at Westchester Country Club. And Seve kind of pounded into me that to really be a great player and score, you had to be more creative. I, I had to be personally more creative with my wedge play. And again, it goes back to what I just said about short iron, talking about, you know, you know, putting your hands on various places on the handle, high, medium, or low, and, and opening the face and using the bounce of the club, and, you know, forward hitting club shafts and neutral club shafts and ball back and ball forward. And, you know, I always say to people, you know, the greatest short, the two greatest short game instructors in America today are Dr. Trial and Mr. Error. <laughs> and if you went out to a short game area with your, with your wedges and you just spent some time trying different things, you know, opening the blade, closing the blade, putting the ball back, putting the ball forward, leaning the shaft more left, leaning the shaft more right, getting more weight on your left foot, more weight on your right foot, you'd notice that a lot of different things happen with the golf ball in terms of spin rates and trajectories uh, and angle of attack, and those balls will all react a little differently. I think that if you, if you, if you, if you, if you want to be a good wedge player and you want to be a good short game player, you've got to have a little bit of that creative bug in you and go out there and do a little experimenting. Now, I wouldn't advise the mid to high handicapper to, 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 to do, to go down that road by themselves. I would certainly enlist Gail Graham and Tom Patrick in Naples, Florida to, to kind of guide them through that process a little bit and talk about different combinations of ball position, length of shaft, mm-hmm. shaft lean, amount of loft you're choosing for particular shots and, and kind of get a little bit of a, a guidance there. I, I think the average player gets so in their box. I always chip with my pitching wedge or I always chip with my 60 or I always I always chip with my seven iron. I don't always chip with anything. I, I my, my shot selection is based on the conditions that I encounter in terms of my lie, where the pin is located, you know, the undulation that I have to go over or around, uh, you know, the condition of the green and putting surface and what's between me and the hole. So a lot of factors go into me making those choices. And I think people get so one-dimensional in their short game, they can't possibly really fully exploit, exploit the, the scoring possibilities. Tom, you've also got another really good video about what to do when we find ourselves sort of off the beaten path, if you will. Maybe we pushed it a little bit into the trees or something along those lines, and now we've got an obstacle in our way that we got to fade it or hook it around in order to get ourselves back into play or get it uh, get it near on the green. Talk about what we need to do in our setup and how we need to swing 
in order to pull that sort of curvature off. Well, that that video you're talking about again is one of those titles videos from the Manchester Lane, Chris. And I want to thank the people at Titles for having me up there and having you as part of that company. But um, I talked and made it very simple. If you watch that video again, it's available on my YouTube channel and on and on my and on my Facebook page. But I talked about aiming the club face at where you want the ball to finish. Now, let's say between where we're standing, Chris, and that hole we want to get to is a tree directly between us and the hole. I aim my blade, this is scary a little bit, at the hole. The tree's in my way, I understand that. And then I aim my body at where I want the ball to start. So you got to picture this. The, the, the face is facing the hole, but there's a tree in my way, but my body's facing, maybe, if I'm going to hit a cut, well left. And then I swing down my body line. So basically, I'm swinging down the body line with an open face. The ball will start left and curve right. Just the opposite for a draw, I aim at that same tree, but I aim my feet to the right of the tree and swing down my body line with effectively a closed face. The ball will start to the right and go to the left. Because curve is primarily influenced by two things, face and path. So we're creating a path that goes to the right or to the left of the obstacle but a face that is either closed or open to the path, which will influence the spin you put on the golf ball. Pretty simple stuff. What do you do with your swing? Absolutely nothing. You swing down your body lines in both cases with different club faces to affect the curve of the golf ball. TP, one more before I let you go. And I got to get an idea. What's on Tom Patry's list for Santa this year? You know, Chris, I, I, I'm really, in all seriousness, I'm really, really blessed. You know, when I come back, from wherever I am during the summer, um, and I might have an exciting announcement for you in a couple of weeks here for next summer, but that being said, stay tuned. Um, my November and my December are short months because I, that's my, my two time periods where I take the Thanksgiving week off and I take the Christmas week off because although I could probably cash in those two weeks in Naples, Florida, those two weeks are spent with family and friends uh, and not with clients or customers. There's, those are very special weeks, and I don't give those up for anybody. As a matter of fact, funny story about that, Chris. A couple of years ago, a guy called me who was a semi-regular of mine in New York and a, and a pretty, let's just say he was very affluent and very successful. And he said, to Tom, I'm coming down for a couple of days over Thanksgiving break. You know, I want to spend two or three days with you. And I said to him, I'll just call him Bob. I said, you know, Bob, I said, I, I don't work Thanksgiving week. I said, I'm, you know, I'm with my family. Uh, Thanksgiving week, and I don't work that week. And he said, no, no, you don't understand. I'm coming. That's when I'm coming down. I want I want three days of your time. And I said, Bob, I'm not available that week. He said, I'll double your fee. I said, Bob, you can triple my fee. I said, and and that's great, but I'm not going to be here that week. So that's my family's time, and that, that, that's all there is to it. So that's, those are very important times for me. Uh, I was just down in Key West at our home in Key West with my wife for Thanksgiving week, and I'm going back down there on Christmas week to spend time with her and some friends down there. Um, I don't think there's anything more important in the world than our family uh, and, and and people who really care about us and, and love us. So I will be in Key West, Florida for Christmas week, and uh, I'll have that palm tree wrapped with Christmas lights. And uh, all I want to do is be, be – and I don't need anything more than that. That's, that's good enough for my Christmas list right there. Wow. Good for you, TP. That's awesome. So, Tom, and before now, I let you go – no, one more yeah. thing, Chris. One more. Right. I, I heard rumor. I heard rumor today that there were two pitchers named Cole and Strasburg talking to the Stop. Yankees 
on consecutive days this week. So that would be a really, really nice one-two Christmas present. Don't you agree? <laughs> no, I don't agree. And I hope you get neither one of them. I hope, I hope neither one would go over to the dark side. So I'm hoping that the they go side. somewhere else. The dark side, that's, that's right. the kingdom. That's the kingdom. Yeah, whatever. It's the dark side. Hey, before, you, before, you, before, you give me, before you give me that, hey, you know, tell people how they can reach you stuff, because that's really not that important. Who cares if they reach me or not? You know, who, who wants to spend time with me? Gail just told you a little while ago, it's a nightmare. I want to <laughs> make sure, I want to, I, in all seriousness, I want to make sure that your listeners understand that when they tune in to Chris on Next on the T, that, that there's nobody better on, on the air than Chris Mascaro, and nobody cares about the people he brings on or the people that listen and call in or our armed forces or anybody else that you come in contact with and how lucky we we all are to be part of your your podcast on a regular basis. I've been I've been on a bunch of times now as you know I'm you know you call me your resident director of instruction. The only person that matters on this podcast is Chris and, and, and we are so lucky to be part of this. Uh uh, and, and I talk to a lot of people that are your guests that are friends of mine and and we all ha everybody has such great things to say about you and, and, and how prepared you are and how passionate you are about it. We really appreciate being part of it. So Merry Christmas to you, Christmas Carol. Nice job, bud. Ah, I appreciate you so much, T P. Merry Christmas to you and, and, and to Mrs. Patry and and I can't thank you enough for being uh such a, a huge part of this show. You do have to remind everybody how they can find you. They can find me, Chris, in uh, in Paradise. It's called Naples, Florida, and uh, I'm at the Esplanade, which is a, a wonderful place on the north side of town. And then, as far as social media, uh, two Facebook pages: um, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, and um, and Twitter, of course. Uh, and man, you do a great job on Twitter yourself, there, pal. I love the stuff you put on Twitter. The tailgate stuff is awesome, by the way. But that's where they can find me, Thank you. as well as my as well as my website at tompatry.com. And it's nine twenty four in Naples, Florida now, and I'm really old, so I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, TP, you're the yep. best. I love you, my friend. I can't thank you enough for being a part of the show. You're fantastic. I can't wait to catch up with you love again you. soon. Love you too, pal. Good night, pal. Have a great holiday. If I don't speak to you before then. Thank you. Take care, TP. That's the great Tom Patry. He's a he's a one of the best instructors you'll find anywhere. And on top of that, he's a ten times better person. Go check him out online. TomPatry.com is the site. P A T R I. Give him a follow on social media. Like I say, it's uh, his videos, his YouTube page, everything about Tom is uh, first rate and top uh, and uh, I say you know top shelf, first class. And I can't thank him enough. He's uh, he's just one of the special individuals you get to meet in this life. And I'm very privileged. And uh, uh, I can't thank him enough. He's uh, he means a great deal to me. And uh, it comes through on the show. And you get to uh, get the the benefits of of having him here on a uh, on a pretty uh, like I say you know every other week essentially. Tom is here giving you more and more great instruction and tips and insights. They just don't come better. I can't thank Tom enough.